0: When you talk to businesses, they're like, we could never publish content. That's way too long. It's like, no, there's no such thing as content that's too long. There's only content that's too boring. Hello, AgencyGo fam! Welcome to How to Scale an Agency, where we interview
1: top digital marketing agency owners like Abstract Management, One SEO, and U Plus to learn how they scale to ten million dollars in revenue per year. If you would like to be part of a two hundred plus member digital marketing agency owner community, go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of How to Scale Your Agency. I'm on with Dave Scott with Scott Growth Strategies. Thank you so much, Scott, for or Dave for being on the show.
0: Man with two first names, you got it. Thanks for having me, Lucas. <laughs> Appreciate it a lot.
1: You know, it's funny. I actually don't have first two na- two first names. Uh, originally, I'm Lucas Capistani, but people were misspelling my last name, so I went to Lucas James. So now I kind of <laughs> have a similar thing going on. But, we're like we're like um, brothers. <laughs> yeah brothers from other mothers. So thank exactly. you so much for uh, being on you the bet. show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Scott Growth Strategies? You said you recently or somewhat recently rebranded, right? Yeah. Different...
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. So we are a growth strategy agency. We focus on working with IT firms and IT services firms across the globe and we are a small team of about 5 or 6 innovative creative marketers and growth strategy individuals and Our goal is to help IT services firms grow by helping them get to their next big thing. Right, okay, so how long has your agency been around? So we've been around for almost nine years. We've been full-time at it for about four. So I was a W2 full-time employee off and on over the last 10 or 11 years. Then back in 2017, I left a growing software as a service company based here in tropical Fargo, North Dakota. I left, set sail to do some other things and eventually just started my own digital marketing agency where we just did copywriting and email marketing for a very short period of time. And then we scaled and grew and we did really great work and we had some raving fans and people said good things about us. And we continued to hyper-specialize in just the IT industry. And about a little less than a year ago, we branded, rebranded to Scott Growth Strategies just because we were doing a lot more than just copywriting and marketing. We we're really putting the puzzle pieces together of their overall marketing and go-to-market strategies. We we're taking a look at their product sets and their mix and the services that they were selling, and then really putting that that all those puzzle pieces together for a, a cohesive aligned sales and marketing strategy. So that's who we used to be and that's who we are today. I love that. So how many clients do you guys currently have that you work with? We have about 20 as we work with today. We're very white glove, very boutique.
1: I love that. So I'm assuming like what's your average retainer typically that people are paying you? Um anywhere
0: from three to ten grand a month,
1: give or take. Got it, got it. Okay. So you guys are doing like about a hundred thousand dollars a month in revenue?
0: Give or take, yeah.
1: Nice. That's very cool. I mean, obviously the reason I say that is because a lot of people listening to the show want to get to a hundred thousand dollars, or even if they're past that point, they want to know how to add a hundred thousand dollars as efficiently as possible to their business. So what yeah. has your path to that number been again, around there, right? What, what has that been like?
0: Yeah. So a lot of grind, a lot of hustle, and the focus on a concept we called SVP. Stands for mm. specialization, verticalization, and productization. And it's not a really a new concept. Vern Harnish, who's a great, wise mm. old business guy who wrote the book um, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, and he wrote a yep. bunch of books about scalability and growth. He talked about if brands want to scale, especially during you know situations of economic peril or pandemic, like we've experienced the last couple years, you really have to specialize and verticalize and find one or two industries that you're really great at. If you don't, you're looked at as a generalist, and it's really hard for your sales to scale and grow. If you hyper-specialize, then you look like a specialist, and so um, that's why we've just primarily been IT services. Now we have a couple of clients who are not. In the IT industry, we have like one small healthcare management group. We've just started talking to and having some great conversations with businesses in the energy sector, because there's a lot of money there and it's full of VC and PE dollars, which is great. Um, and there's also demand for what we offer them too. But at the end of the day, IT services is still where our heart is. And uh, our primary path to getting that MRR number has just been the concept of SVP. I love that. Yeah, no, his book, Scaling
1: Up, is one of our textbooks that we use within our business. You know, what's interesting is when you talk about being a specialist, what I spend so much of my time now on in my digital marketing agency is actually making sure the offer and making sure the product is super, super sexy for people and then also replicatable because that creates more cash, right? When you have like too much variance in the business and things are all over the place. I think there's you know less profit typically. So yep. what I'm curious about with the White Club approach that you guys have and being specialists and things like that, how what ways have you been able to make things replicatable and scalable within your business?
0: Yeah. so I owned an e-commerce agency maybe about ten years ago, and we worked with we were in trouble from a growth perspective at one point. And so we hired a guy named Reed Warren. Reed Warren is the CEO of IT Valuations. They do MA work and valuation work in the IT space and they're based in Minneapolis. And at the time he was working for another firm and we hired him to walk us through a possible acquisitive growth strategy, right? We were pushing on the doors of like three and $4 million. We went from a quarter mil in annual revenue to um, just shy of about three, three and a half mil in less than 18 months. So we just J curve hockey stick growth. And so we really wanted to leverage that, that growth for, um, for additional growth. And so Reed came in, and he said, you guys need to take a look at Harnish's SVP process. And you also want to take a look at how to scale and processitize everything. He said, mm-hmm. if you don't processitize everything and get a process, I mean, everything from HR to delivery, to operations, to support, to sales, marketing, everything needs a process to it. You blow your nose, you need a process. You use the restroom, you need to process. You hire somebody and you onboard a client, you need it written down and documented and processed. And if it's not, you're gonna fail. If you process it ties, you're gonna scale and you're gonna win. And we Mm -hmm. were like, this makes total sense. And so that was back in 2010, 2011. And ever since then, I just took that same methodology to all the different tech firms and SaaS firms that I was with since then, from a growth and a sales marketing perspective. And it's just worked out really beautifully. And so. Our director of operations and client experience, Heather Zinger, when Heather first came on board with us about a little over a year and a half ago, she was like, "Y'all are all, all over the place. In order for us to grow and get to that five hundred thousand dollar mark, in order to get to one mil and, and up, we need to processitize this shit. Mm-hmm. We need to do it now, and yeah. we need to stop and we need to just parlay this and go on a little bit different path for a period of time in terms of revenue growth and." Get this working because if we don't, we're all going to be super frustrated. And we're all going to quit. It's a really great conversation, and so we did. So I let go of the vine. Um, I let Heather do her thing. She's fucking brilliant, and we just went yes. on this path, this war path, of processizing everything. So from that. onboarding to the way that we approach clients to what we sell them in our marketing packages to you know how we the conversations that we have, getting our messaging aligned so it's one message and it's consistent across all mediums from social to email, to the website, to, you know, any sort of brand awareness campaigns we do at like events or trade shows, like it's all consistent. And that would have never happened had we not process pretty much everything that we do. Okay. So, so, so one
1: thing that I I think shed some light on that process, because, you know, I, I find a trend when I interview I've, this is our 52nd interview so far since we started. And the trend line typically is if you get past that $100,000 a month mark as a business, you've found a way to process things, make them replicatable, you have a niche, and you have great talent, everything like that. But yep. I think sometimes it's hard to for people to visualize what that process actually looks like. So maybe what would be good is, first question, what is your, uh, you might have heard this term before, but flywheel of success, right? Like, What are the things that happen in order typically for Uh, Your business to scale like what does that process look like mapped
0: out in like a a flywheel if you will? Yeah, that's a good question. So I'm not sure exactly what it looks like for us But what I do know is all the processes that I've been involved in with Heather and our team We always start with the end in mind, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like a great blog piece like the best blog pieces that I've ever read are the longest ones It's long-form content, right and they might be two three four thousand words and when you talk to businesses, they're like we could never publish content that's way too long. It's like, no, there's no such thing as content that's too long. There's only content that's too boring, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you write a blog that long or even a short blog, you always start with what what you want the reader to do with it and how you want them to get educated. And so Rand Fishkin, Brian Clark from Copy Blogger, they always talk about starting the end, starting with the end in mind when you write an outline and you outline a piece of great content, a great copy. And so we're no different, especially when it comes to processes. So, we always start with the end in mind, right? So if we are doing say a large email campaign for a client and say they have 1.5 million email addresses in MailChimp or Constant Contact or inside of their Microsoft Dynamics CRM, okay, we've got a large list. Now we want to leverage that list and start preaching our message and our value proposition or brand voice, follow the story brand process, which is what we follow here at SGS and go from there. So we start with the end in mind. So if the end in mind is we wanna do email marketing for clients, right? And we want to uh, launch quarterly drip campaigns. Well, what are the pieces that we need to do to onboard them from an email marketing perspective? So then we just outline that in a series of sequences and steps. It's very rough and dirty. And then we come back and clean it up after a few different meetings. We uh, agree to it. We finalize it. We benchmark it. We do it to make sure it can actually work and it's realistic. We usually use ourselves as guinea pigs a lot and then once it's once we feel like the process will actually work and it's measurable and time bound we just document it throw it in sharepoint which is the cloud environment that we use from project management perspective and move on to the next item that we want to processize
1: I remember when I was first starting to scale my agency. I felt like I was running in a million different directions. And I was eventually able to scale my agency Twiz to $1.7 million per year in revenue. But not until after I had wasted so much time and money through trial and error. This is why I launched our Agency Go community, the digital marketing agency community I never had. For only $19 per month, you get access to over $100,000 in deals, discounts, tools, and resources to scale your agency. I will also personally teach you how to grow your agency through our group masterclasses. What are you waiting for? Go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up for our membership today. If after 30 days, your head is not exploding with value and you do not feel like you know everything you need to know to run your agency, I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. Again, that's grow.agencygo.io to sign up today if you had to describe the, not not even just like the flywheel or anything like that, but just if you had to describe the series of events that uh, a client receives typically, right, when they work with you, how how would you describe that? I I can give mine as an example. So like, for example, we get a lot of people that come through the door. Originally it was for SEO, but what allowed us to scale past that like 185 mark was getting people based on what their high, passionate, desire is. And then once they're through the door, trying to convert them to something else, because we knew that in the long run, we could start them off in one service and maybe they get success in there, but they needed additional supplemental services to scale. So our process broken down would be like, get someone to the door with, let's say lead generation for LinkedIn, email, whatever, because everyone wants that. They want leads, they want top line revenue. And yeah, then to right. best serve the customer, try to make them aware of things like SEO, Google ads, etc., Because sometimes they don't even know that those things might actually be best for them in the long run. So I'm curious from your perspective, like how would you define what the customers get when they work with you in just a few sentences?
0: So we typically do a lot of referral business. We also do a ton of email marketing. I'm bullish. I'll always be a big fan of email. So we do a lot of education, right? Because we know that education sells. You acting like a used car salesman won't sell anybody. People don't want that, right? I mean, there's a guys like Sabri Subi who have r- really dynamic processes, which I actually subscribe to. But some of the stuff is a little bit used car salesy, right? And we don't want to be like that, like Grant Cardone, you know, not us. What we want to do instead is make sure we have a high value offer content offer. And we want to make sure that there's punch in it, right? That it's actually something they can take themselves and do if they want to grow their business or not, and just hire somebody to do it for them, right? So we usually get them in a hook with between one or two or three high value content offers, we call them HVCOs, and so we'll take it might be an ebook. Um, like we have a great kick ass ebook. It's like a fifty two page ebook about email marketing. It's the best ebook that I've ever um, been involved in. We had a third party copywriter and myself that wrote it a few years ago. You can check it out at scottgrowthstrategies.com com forward slash email is awesome, and uh, you can get the link. <laughs> I'm there. actually
1: going to check that out too. Yeah. I, I I just uh, put a video out on. Uh, all of our cold email process on YouTube. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna check yours out, that's it. Yeah,
0: for sure, it's a great ebook. So we'll give them something like that or something that will help them you know, kind of wet their whistle. The first step is what I call a discovery call in our sales process. So that's the first step, thing that we'll wanna do is get them set up with a discovery call. The next step that we sell is um, in our sales process or onboarding processes, we call a wedge offering. And it's usually a sales and marketing audit. And it's two or three meetings worth of time each meeting is about 35 to 60 minutes each. And we just talk with them a little bit about how they've grown, the history of their, their firm, you know, what they've done to grow, what they've done that hasn't worked, what they've done that has worked. And then we break down and do a technical audit of all their website copy, just their in general marketing copy and their overall message. And we break it out into a half dozen page report where we give them at the end of this wedge offering. Now, at the end, most tech firms, um, they're not sales guys or marketers. They're shitty marketers and shitty sales guys. But they're good fixers, right? They provide like the best IT. Like IT guys are my favorite guys in the world because they know how to fix like anything, right? Whether it's a car, whether it's my computer, (laughs) whether it's my network, whether it's protecting us from cybersecurity issues. Like IT guys are fucking brilliant. They just are. And that's why we love them, right? Because we want to help them take that same solution. I can fix anything mindset to prospects. Mm. And we want to help them take that same, you know, misguided enthusiasm and put it in front of customers and other businesses that really just want their IT issues fixed without having to worry about it every night when they go to bed. Right. Yeah. And so our process is we get them in the, in the door with some sort of, you know, high content value offer, high, high value content offer. We sell them a marketing audit, which is a very, very low cost, low risk one time. And then at the end, they're you know by that time that point they're like, okay, what's this cost? Because we know we can't do this ourselves. We just want to hire you all to do it for us. And we right. have a couple different marketing packages that we sell to them, and then go from there. I love that. So this has all been
1: super interesting. One of my final questions before going into our like, you know, lightning round here at the end is, uh, I like to put people into a hypothetical scenario, and then I really believe in the wisdom of the crowds. So I think that. By having everyone answer this question I'm about to ask you, I think it makes it a little bit easier for everyone to scale, which is uh, how would you scale your current company from $100,000 a month and then 10x that to, you know, a, a million a million a month or something along those lines? Like, what would you
0: what would you do? What are what like the
1: processes that you would do to get to that point?
0: Hmm, that's a good question. I'd have to invest a truckload more money in marketing. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> we would probably go to a handful of events on a regular basis and biannual, annual basis, like in-person events. And, uh, you know, just to continue to grow our name, um, we would definitely try to get as as much brand awareness and as much attention based marketing as we can get. Right. So we would go as crazy as we can. We'd have to add more bodies or team members for sure. Right. I'd probably bring on a sales guy and account manager to help me execute all of our our SGS based growth strategies. And so, those are two or three ways that I would that I'd probably approach it.
1: Right, and, and you guys have a lot of referrals, so you'd probably try to find ways to maximize
0: those as well, right? Yep, absolutely. The other thing I would do is um, I would probably go and get some VC or PE money somewhere. Need a lot of cash to do that. Like, if you're going to grow from, you know, one million dollars in annual revenue to five or ten million dollars, you need to be well funded. Most yeah. firms like ours are not. They just do a piss poor job of managing cash flow. They have outstanding AR. They have terrible AP, accounts payable. Um, it's all over the place. They don't pay their people peanuts. And it's just really sad. Most tech firms, most SEO guys, most marketing guys are good tech SEO marketing guys. They're shitty business. Yeah. <laughs> they just are. <laughs> Which is why every SEO firm and every street corner in America is typically broken down within, what is it, to 24 <laughs> months. I think Gary beat threw out that statistic. Like 80% of professional services firms go go debunked. Within the first two or three years. That's and so
1: crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. So, we've been here
0: for over four years, almost five years actually. And um, I would just make sure that we're well funded. We'd have to add great new team members to help us execute our strategies. And we would absolutely double, triple, and quadruple down into digital marketing.
1: I love hearing this. Well, you know, just for our lightning round here, any business book recommendations you'd give for the uh, audience?
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's a couple. I've got this one right here that's on my nightstand and on my desk. Oh, it it's, like uh, crazy by Sabra
1: yeah, it's like a phenomenal, phenomenal
0: freaking awesome so, book. Another one I'm reading is uh, another great business book. It's just Traction EOS is a great mm. one. You know, Mastering and Rockefeller Habits, like we talked about earlier with Vern Harnish. That's a great one. Gosh, there's so many that I that I could just spew out. But those are the top two or three that I'm reading right now. Love it. And uh, I, I have a
1: reason for asking this question, but how old are you? 43. 43. Anything you yeah. wish you would do when you were 20? Oh, do differently?
0: gosh, no, I don't live with regrets. That's I did amazing. everything I was supposed <laughs> to. And I mean, there's things I wish I would have done differently, but I don't live with those regrets. I don't let my Love that. myself get too beat up. Looking back, I wish I would have probably learned a trade more. I would have loved to like get into welding or carpentry or electrical work or something like that. Just because you can, when you been with people all day long you tend to want to isolate not be with a lot of people right and so one of the cool things about getting a new trade is you can do it as an individual it's a very independent job give or take mm-hmm. and so yeah the trades would have been something i would have loved to learn as a as a some year old but no no regrets i took my path it was the right path i spent 10 or 15 years in corporate america cutting my teeth before i ventured out into entrepreneurship in my mid-30s and early 30s and here i am still doing it today I love this. And uh, you said, when was, the, when was the agency founded? What year was that? 2017. I started the agency about eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. I got laid off from a EDI e-commerce company that was based in uh, the Netherlands. And they had a mm-hmm. US-based headquarters in Burlington, Massachusetts, and in St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, just thought, man, you know, it'd be really great to do some of this growth strategy and communications work for some different small businesses. So I started doing that and then that got put by the wayside when I became the chief marketing officer for a large growing tech firm here in Fargo called BNG and, and Connect Booster and so we took them from about 1 million in annual revenue to a little over 10 million in annual revenue in less than mm. years four years I and love now that. they're a forty fifty 50 million dollar a year company um, wow <laughs> yeah so they that's fantastic it was it was extremely stressful that's why that's why I left it was hurting me physically and mentally and emotionally. A lot of people it was. It was a great company. But when you grow and scale that fast, it's extremely stressful, extremely yeah. stressful on you and your family. And I, uh, so I had to leave that back in 2017. So I went back to my full-time agency work, and here we are. I love that, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And to anyone listening, uh, how can
1: they... How can I get in touch with you? Or what is does it ask you have for the audience since you've given so much value on this call?
0: Yeah, just check us out at scottgrowthstrategies.com if you want to take a look at the ebook that I talked about earlier. It's the best damn ebook you'll ever read, guaranteed. I promise downloading it will be something that you will not regret. So check <laughs> it out at scottgrowthstrategies.com forward slash email is awesome, all spelled out. And you can get in contact and touch with us there. Otherwise, just send me a, a note at uh, dave at com, And I'm always connected. Awesome. Well, for anyone listening,
1: uh, Dave Scott has been able to scale his agency to about $100,000 a month, which is very impressive. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great having you, Dave.
0: Yeah, it's been cool having you, being on your show, Lucas. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. and We're super grateful for you.